From the 305 to the 303, welcome to TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Brian and the Casually Serious Band. In my day, we had bands like Journey, Mario Speedwagon, So I'm watching, um, I'm watching Kistory Part Two last night, and uh, you know anybody, anybody who knows me, and anybody who's a fan of this channel knows how big of a Kiss fan I am. Grew up out, I'm a, I'm a Halloween baby. I was born on Devil's Night. Um, so I'm watching Part Two, and and you know, as as any other Kiss head will tell you, you watch these things knowing that they're not going to tell you anything new, especially a band that started uh, the year we were born, which is 1973. 72 if you want to be really really technical about it but let's not get into that fight um they've been around a long friggin time a very long friggin time and and i've gone up and down with them and you know my favorite era is all the way up to creatures of the night which is you know the early 80s and then that's it stops i didn't really listen to any of the newer stuff that's just me but i'm watching it and at the very end of it i'm tearing up not only because I'm a nostalgic mofo and music always does that to me because it, it's it. I'm looking at Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, old as shit, you know, and and, and uh, you know, still putting the makeup on them, and and they're finally saying this is over, the touring is done. Like the thing that they did the most all the time, touring and bringing their music to the fans visually, is over, and it made me very sad because I'm thinking to myself. Okay, you know what, Bob, you know, you can't really, nothing lasts forever. I understand that. But, but you know what, when it comes to music, there was always sort of someone there to sort of take the baton and run with it. Um, and we can start going back historically to the people who did things that Kiss did before Alice Cooper, all the way back to Screaming Jay Hawkins. I think we did this actually. Um, but there was a sort of a baton passing of some sort of style of music or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but when I when I when I watched that, it brought the question back up again to me that I've always kind of said to myself and I've been saying about the new generation. And I'm not getting jumping on millennials. I'm just saying this type of music that they have or the certain bands that they have. Are they going to be as popular as a Black Sabbath, a Led Zeppelin, a Rush, a Kiss, Van Halen? Where are those bands right now? And, and, and where are the bands that are going to be there 30, 20 years from now, getting ready to do a massive reunion because they were so huge back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, that uh, that they have to show the fans that they can do it again. You know what I mean? So that's what this show is about today, man. Are we are we just too old? I don't freaking know, man. Probably. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt from a band that broke up in 1980, I think. Uh, and, and only and I only was able to see them about two, three years ago for the first time for about $300 a ticket. So. You know, I, I don't I don't know where my opinion stands on, other, on any of this because of how much nostalgia I attach to it. But I think we both wonder, um, where's the next Dio where, or where's where's the next Michael Jackson? You know what I mean? Like we, we can get into some deep stuff right now. Well, I mean, you just went from Dio to Michael Jackson. So that was a little <laughs> but, <laughs> it was very interesting there. And, and you know, that Kiss uh, stuff out, there's a lot of new stuff in there for, for us regular folk that don't know everything in the world kiss ball so anyway um and i urge you guys Indeed. to watch it really really good so you guys should yeah. be checking that out 
for sure. And yeah, you know, your point actually that you made with the Misfits, I think is a good one because we were talking before the show about who is going to be that group, that band, that individual that's going to be able to 20, 30, 40 years later, sell out stadiums and, and really just be able to show that their music was either timeless enough or, or had enough of an impact that enough people would want to come and see that. Um, but like, for instance, the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones are going to pack out, pack stadiums. I mean, and they have a couple nights in a row, um, a band Seriously. like the Mis a band like the Misfits, um, you know, is, is a, there's a smaller group of people that really, you know, that love that band to the point that 40 years later, they would want to go see them. The fact that that band could go put on a show and do that <coughs> that many years later is what I think is pretty incredible. Now they're not going to fill a stadium but they're definitely going to get some real hardcore fans that are going to come there because they want to see that band, especially reunited type bands, things like that. And you're seeing a lot of that happening now with classic rock bands, with 90s bands that are playing and literally 40 year, 50 year anniversaries on some of these from when they debuted. So it's really not fair to say, well, how are these guys going to stack up to that? So maybe we go back a little bit and look at even guys in the 90s. So, I mean, is that going to happen? Is Dre going to do that? And Snoop? I mean, is, is, is P. Diddy going to come back? And I mean, they could. They're big enough to. But what is it that's going to happen later? And is it going to be individuals? Is it going to be groups? What's going to push that kind of uh, engine to see if these bands have the lasting power like the ones had um, in, in, in those days? Well, I think the lasting power question is something that is attached to something that a lot of young folks don't know a lot about and won't really have a lot of exposure to in their life. And that's the music business. You know, when when, when the, the very beginning of all this sort of started happening where Beatlemania was kicking ass and uh, record companies were coining, coining the term R&B, which might as well have stood for red and black for all we know, because they couldn't package black music in any other way other than to call it R&B back when rock and roll was popular. But just when the, when the business was pumping this stuff out, they started realizing, okay, there's image and stuff involved in all that stuff. They were able to, they were able to put it out to a, uh, an America, let's just say America at this point, that was not really understanding of any of this. We know all about the record business now as, as Americans. We didn't know that shit in 1950 or 1960, Buddy Holly and these guys, you know, like, so they had massive amounts of money and corporations pushing their music, not only on radio, but in commercials um, and, and lots of other different ways and movie theaters. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways they were able to push that. So it was a big machine. And I think we were, I think you and I were born and lived in an era that was the, mo the most possible exposure you can get to all of those eras, record company machine. We saw the rise and fall of all of it during our birth. Now, maybe not the rise, because I think that happened in the late 60s, but we were able to see those bands, you know, come to fruition and stick around right. for a while. Right. Um, and that's not happening anymore. Record companies just really don't exist as much as they do. So I think, I think since, I think since bands now have to promote themselves, um, it might be one of those things that we're, we're either we're either not seeking the new music out or even if we are there's just not a lot of it um out there because they're having to self-promote which costs money as we all know we, right not and, everyone to the, has and to that point um you know i was speaking with uh my niece who is a millennial and uh part of what was said over there is that you know the music today the, these musicians like you said they do have to kind of uh 
publicize for themselves and kind of push their own music out there. But yeah. they have to be very careful in today's world because there's just one wrong word, one wrong thing, anything that you do wrong today puts you in a, a negative view. And yeah. once that happens, you go through the sabotage almost of social media that can absolutely destroy a band and, and could be from one band member saying something years ago that, well, it's caught on tape because that's how everything is now. And it might have been taken out of context or whatever. I mean, there's a recent example of this today with uh, Billie Eilish, I think is her name, who made yeah. some racist comment you know, many years ago. She's already young. She was even younger when she made it. I'm not going to get into the right or wrong of any of that. But because of that, there's plenty of people. Oh, I'm not going to listen. I, I don't like her anymore. I'm talking young people, you know, because they are so much more. There's much more. They're much more impressionable as all young people are in general. But it's more so because it's so in your face. So everybody's talking about it. Everybody's seeing it. So it becomes something that it's it's a peer thing too. Because as we all grew up and as we were all young teenagers, we're listening to music. We're listening to it with friends. We have time to watch the videos and to really get into it. And, and it it's becomes a part of our lifestyle almost. So today it's even bigger. Because back then it was just videos and you didn't really know about the bands or the people and who they really were too much unless you watched these no. you know, interviews they would do from time to time or read the magazines about them, right? So if you were a nerd about that, you could learn about these people. But for the most part, it wasn't in your face like it is today. So anything you do becomes a huge news story. And all of a sudden, that's affected your popularity, thus your music and your standing. That's, that's think, the part know, that's crazy. The cancel culture shit is is out of control at this point, but at the yeah, same time, I agree. Uh, I feel like when we, you know, and it, you know, and maybe I'm going to keep saying in my days or when we were younger a lot of this. So just deal with that shit. Um, when we were younger, it was almost sort of like those kinds of screw ups you did as a young person, which is when you're supposed to make those mistakes. By the way, right. uh, if you're 47 making those mistakes, there's something different wrong in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but you should be getting all that shit out of the way when you were a kid. And it, back then, it was sort of like oh. You know, you look back and you said, oh, you remember when he called you a cracker ass cracker? You're like, yeah, you know, he was like 10 years old when he said that. So who cares? You know, like right. that was just some dumb shit. But now it's like they dig it up just to make sure there's a, a way to discredit people. And there's a lot just there's just a lot more viciousness, I think. And I don't really know if we can spin off. We should spin off on that one. But when it comes to the musical part of all this, you would think with the YouTubes and uh, and the Spotify's and all the wonderful things that we have and use for our show that you would have that kind of exposure. But I think really the, the issue is, is so much music, I, I believe now, and if someone wants to come in and debate me on this, please do. I believe music nowadays is just way more disposable than it ever was. Um, you, simply because we are a, a, a country that gets everything at the click of a button now. Right, and everything's disposable. Right, the satisfaction of hunting down a record or your music at a local mall and maybe getting one of five copies that are going to get sold out in the next ten minutes, and looking and and discovering what how the music is supposed to be presented in a, in the in the gatefold and possible lyrics if you're lucky. If not, you just got to be an intelligent human and try and figure out how to say you know it's not wrapped up like a douche. It's wrapped up like a deuce. You know, like is, I, I like my words better though, Bob. Right, right, and and ask Jay. He likes when I make words up for him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think the experience like that is gone too. So I'm not sure. I, I, I don't really have any answers for this other than knowing that, as we were talking about earlier, maybe we don't seek out youthful music because of, of, of the nostalgia that we put on it. I know that I put a large amount of memory and nostalgia onto music, and I'm very, very lucky 
that so much music in my life is attached to the person I'm currently in love with and married to because so many people get music destroyed by the people that they attach them to. You have to properly attach music to people, ladies and gentlemen. I can't I can't stress that enough. If you're a young person and you're watching this, do not attach great music to everybody you meet. Uh, it's just going to screw that band up for you. But uh, you know, we're lucky. We're lucky in that sense where you know we did have sort of that record company machine to blast these bands at us. But there were also amazing bands. Like, so who's the new Zeppelin? Is it is it Greta Van Fleet we were talking about? Is, you know, can we can we compare? Uh, Coheed and Cambria to Rush simply because both lead singers sound very similar. Are they musically well? I, I don't know. I actually right. saw Coheed and Cambria open up for Heaven and Hell, which was just uh, Black Sabbath with Dio singing uh, in 08. And I saw a crowd of young people who had no idea who the hell Ronnie James Dio and uh, Geezer Butler, Tony Iommi, and, 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 and Apathy were. No idea. They were there yeah. for Coheed and Cambria. Of course. Uh, so there's still a following for a lot of this stuff, but I don't know, man. What's what's the new music, Ken? What's the, what's I mean, the that, new music? That's my my problem with what the new music is. For me personally, and again, I'm not going to say one way or the other that this is good or bad. If people like it, they like it. But for me, I want to hear what is what is the band's talent? What are we listening to here? I mean, it's gotten to be where you actually, or you used to, I'm sorry, have to actually learn an instrument and you had to actually have a good voice before you could be in a band. Like that, those were just prerequisites. You didn't have to be great, great, because obviously there's, you know, bands like, oh, I'm not gonna say, but there's crappy bands. And you just had to at least be able to do some of it on your own. Today, today you could sing and I could sing. Okay, I'm a terrible singer, but there's things that can make my voice sound fantastic or however I want it to sound. Sure. I mean, on top of that, you've, you've, there's, Machines that can make all the music you want. You can sample anything you want. You could take these pieces and that pieces and mix this with with that. And and honestly, I've heard some of that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like how they did that. But I think that music service serves its right, purpose in whatever the right. hell it is. And there there is a purpose for that. And then you you know you look at bands Lincoln Park. But, you know bands that kind of mixed a little bit of all that in. Let's throw some rapping. Let's throw some sampling in. Let's have a DJ. Let's have a you know a, a rock band. You know we're gonna have drums and guitar and we're gonna be heavy, but we're also gonna throw some of that. And I like that. Like I was good with all that mix i grew up liking rock and and uh you know hardcore gangster rap so i mean it was like those were on kind of opposite spectrums but i liked both so i felt like it was just something that if we continue doing it this way then you know we'd be the music would still kind of follow suit with it but today i don't feel that's happened today the talent the actual talent is just less it's just not there and i could look when i see you know taylor swift she writes her own songs she plays instruments i have respect for that i don't like her music but i have respect for that even justin bieber i mean he does a lot he plays drums pretty well i saw once on a on a jimmy fallon or something so i mean look you know there's at least some talent there something is there they, they could be called a musician even if you don't like the music but some of these guys that do literally nothing other than they're just, you know, I came with the lyrics and you're going to make me sound good. And we got that beat right. You only need one, you know, one one jam and boom, you know, you've made it hot. It's viral. That's all you need nowadays. You don't need an album. You, you, don't, you don't have to pump out eight to ten songs before you could release something. You, you just need to come up with a song. And we see so many examples of it. And I just question the talent overall. Is it a genre thing? So, because here, here's the deal. So let's just say, let's say have thrash metal, because there's so many different kinds of metal. Uh, let's just say uh, Metallica, one of the best ever. Slayer, one of the greatest ever. 
Okay, so are there bands that are like that right now? Yeah, there's there's municipal wastes. There's a lot of great bands in, in thrash and in metal. For, for some reason, that sort of stayed great. Now, there's not a lot of people who are reinventing metal the way Slayer and the Big Four and these bands did. And I think that kind of goes the same for rap. And by rap, I mean lyrical rap, hardcore rap. There's all kinds of spin spinoffs of that as well. But hip hop sort of didn't let that didn't let shit get bad with them either. I know that mumble rap is out there and exists and it's making money, but there's always been fads in and out of hip hop. It's always stayed a very cultural thing and rap sort of polices itself when it comes to how popular a lot of things can be. So I, I for some reason, I'm thinking maybe like spinoff rap or, or a, a rock music, mainstream music. I think that's sort of maybe where we're getting at because there's never going to be another journey, I don't think. There's never going to be another Van Halen because there'll ne there'll never be other musicians like Eddie Van Halen or, or, or Perry or any of these guys. So it's hard for me to to think. All right, well, you know, these guys in Imagine Dragons are going to be like touring for the next twenty years and like you know they're going to be making millions and millions of dollars. It's it's almost like I feel like the life cycle of a band is like ten years, five years now. Right. Uh, and, and that's and it. And I think that you're right. And it has a lot to do with the throwaway society that we're in and the way people are just constantly out with the old and with the new. This is and, and that's fine. But the, but if the if the band itself has staying power. So if you look at someone, I mean, Bieber has released a number of albums, right? Um, yeah. Taylor Swift released a number of albums. So you, you can you can give some credence Ed Sheeran. I mean, you're going to be able to pick a few of these out. And I think Taylor Swift is an example of somebody who will be there and she will be there in decades to come and she will be able to sell out a lot of venues for a long time. So but she was almost the closest I could come to finding that, you know, and, and there there's other singers out there and singer songwriters like herself um, that, you know, you can talk about, too, that I think have, you know, maybe better voices even. And I might even like the music a little bit better, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be continuously selling their music and selling out uh, venues to the point that they're going to have that again staying power the music is so diluted and spread out everywhere that there are still little factions of people that are listening to some of that new metal you were just talking about there's you know yeah. obviously not big groups of but that's kind of the underground sort of like what you know we were when we were listening to our metal in school and that wasn't the biggest thing out there so you know there there is some of that but there's it's all across the board and it's mixed quite a bit so I feel like because of that, it's hard for music just to go straight through. And I mean, you just take the Billboard Top 40. I mean, to me, right, isn't that how we always kind of gauged what is it? What are people listening to? And if I sure. look at the Billboard Top 40 right now for June of 2021, I have at least heard of four of the top 10. I'm going to read them to you. You tell me what you think. But I've heard Real. of four of these guys. So the first one is uh, BTS. I know who dare that is. Uh, the song's called Butter. Next one is uh, Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know who that is. No uh, then there's Dua Lipa. I've heard of Dua Lipa. I've heard the name, but I have no I've idea. I've heard the name, know nothing no, about no, it. Like... Next is Justin Bieber, so I know that. Right. Next is Bruno Mars. I know that. Right, right. The next is The Weeknd. I've heard of The Weeknd. Okay, we were saturated by The Weeknd more than We were, time. definitely. Uh, then Doja Cat. Not heard Doja of them. Doja Cat I've heard of. Masked Wolf. Haven't heard of them. And, um, oh, okay, no, the last one I did hear, Bad Bunny, only because of that commercial with Snoop Dogg. I had no idea who is, he was. Is, isn't, Bad Bunny like a, isn't it Bad Bunny like a Miami artist? or? A... I have no idea. I just I didn't even know who he was in that commercial, that Corona commercial. I had to ask other people. I'm like, who is that with Snoop? He's got to be somebody. Bad Bunny. I, what, what can I tell you, man? I, I know none of this. I, I don't know very much of this at all. I couldn't no. tell you what any of this is. 
There's more going down. I scroll down. This Olivia Rodrigo comes up a lot. She's got like five songs in the top forty right now, so she's obviously super hot. But that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, a lot of um, dance. She really does. She's got she's got number seven. She's got number eighteen. She's got number twenty. She's got number twenty eight. She's got number thirty one. She's got number thirty nine. That's comments, where she's at. Comments. And then it, Anybody yeah. want to come comment on the comments? I know. Who's yeah. Olivia Rodrigo? I mean, seriously. No. I have no idea who this person is. I need is help. About. I need help, man. <laughs> it, you know, so, I, and I will I will admit to you, um, when it comes to a lot of music, I suppose, um, you know, there's a lot of time for a lot of music when you're growing up. So, obviously, we can harken, we can harken back to the days when you and I were able to go get into a big metal tube that a good friend of ours would drive and just listen to music for hours. Like eventually you didn't have time for that shit anymore. So right. there's a good portion of your time where that music starts becoming an encapsulation of the time that you spent with your friends. And and the, so and, and my point is that the nostalgia that you attach to all the stuff that we listen to from the very beginnings of music for me, whether it be Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, because I grew up in an Italian household in Miami, all that stuff I grew up listening to, and I eventually morphed that into my love for Michael Jackson, Twisted Sister, Run DMC, everything I wound up listening to for the rest of my life. You know, I don't know. I don't know if those kinds of experiences are had by a lot of people now. I mean, I know there's a lot of people, a lot of young people that are like, oh, I used to listen to that when I was a kid. But I'm like, I don't even know who they are. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks. It's true. I, this isn't us trying to poop on new generations at all. This is us trying to figure out what I guess maybe no one else has figured out before us and why is it an in, in my day thing and why we can't dig music. Cause I really haven't listened to any new music hardcore wise past like 2005. Well, you know what? It's just so great. I've got an answer for you. I was doing a little research today and I came across an article in psychology today from about a year and a half ago. And it basically explains and it's titled why old people hate new music. <laughs> and it's really got a lot of very interesting points as you go through it. And uh, it talks, first of all, about new music, or, or I'm sorry, our musical tastes solidify as early as 13 or 14 years old. And they get locked into place firmly in our early 20s. And they say that there's studies that indicate most of us stop exploring new music entirely by the time we turn 33. And they also say in these studies that if there was a song that was released when you're in your early teens that song is likely to remain quite popular among your age group throughout your life. So that tells me that, you know, there is evidence that the brain's ability to make those distinctions between, you know, different kind of chords and musical elements that you hear from what you're young and you're listening to versus what you hear today. Because as you've now gotten to the point where your brain has already kind of picked up the music it's liked and it's, it's malleable to that point, it's no longer malleable after that, eight, that 30s age. And at that point, you're just kind of like, this is my music. So that makes sense because that's about with me too, where it's like, I'm not that I give up. I try to listen to it. I try to, <laughs> I, but it's hard, man. I don't like it, man. I don't so like it. I want somebody to tell me this song. Check this song out, you know? So this is... This is, and I know we've already discussed this. I feel like I've looked at this list so many times. <laughs> this is the list of the highest rated albums uh, when 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 you and I were around 13 years old, okay? Peter Gabriel, So, Paul Simon, Graceland. Oh Run DMC, Raising Hell. Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Depeche Mode. Frank Zappa. Mantronics. Oh my God. The Pretenders. Uh, Janet Jackson, Genesis, 
Sonic Youth, Rolling Stones, Madonna, R.E.M. So this is what I'm trying to say. And I know that that was an explosive year. Or, and, and if what you were saying is correct, which I believe that study is probably very accurate, all of those bands, we remember all of that shit. Because if you could just think about us being 12, 13 years old when all that music was on the radio, are right. you kidding me right now? Like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe 10 years ago, the same shit happened. And we just didn't know about it because we were still so listening. We listening to Lady in Red and and remembering about this girl or or this breakup or this time you know you you crushed your finger in woodshop or whatever, you know. Like there's all kinds of memories that we attach to it. So, I guess there's a I, at some point you do stop listening to current music because you don't necessarily want to make current memories. You you want to right, you want to make right. sure you preserve the old ones. And that's what kind of goes that, that that article went into after that was saying that there is even a simpler explanation that and it, and it's the mere exposure effect. And they say one of the most reliable laws of, of psychology is something called the mere exposure effect. In a nutshell, means that within certain limits, the more familiar we are with something and the more often we're exposed to it, the more we tend to like it. So it works for other people, consumer products, and even for for music. So. This made a lot of sense when you're in your teens and spending a lot of time listening to music, discussing it with your friends, watching videos, you know, the songs and the artists who are popular during that time become familiar and comforting parts of your life. And after you're 30 or so, your life's too busy to allocate that type of attention yeah, to discovering yeah. music and doing things like that, advancing your career and your family. I mean, that's that's going to change. And familiar songs, I mean, we could fill in the words and sounds that elude us, you know, even when there's a lot of background noise, because we know that music, it's already in our head. We got it, you know, and it'll yeah, be in our yeah. head for, for hours afterwards. And that's why that familiar music, that's what we hear when we're young, and it's going to stay the most familiar to us forever. And I feel like that is so true. Well, and, we've got... We've got a lot of people on right now. This is awesome. A lot of people are watching us right now. And not to mention the comment section between Sherry, Sarah, Tammy, uh, who else we have here? Brandon, what's up, B-Red? Uh, what's, what's your favorite band from the last 10 years? So I'll give you a decade, all right? I'll give you a decade right now. So from 2011 to right now, uh, anybody who's in the comment section right now, tell me a band that was created within that area of time or got popular during that area of time and let me know who that is we got a lot of people watching right now we're up to about 16, <laughs> 15 16 people watching over this kick ass thank you so much for coming out and hanging out i don't know if we're just a couple of old dudes i tr i'd like to think i'm open-minded right doesn't everybody right. doesn't everybody like to think i could listen to everything because we did grow up my first my first concert ever was michael jackson right after that was robert plant i think after that was probably cheap trick um i mean We've seen a lot of stuff come through Miami, but uh, and I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that's new that I'm sure people are enjoying now too. But I don't know, man. We need we needed a millennial on the damn the damn show today. <laughs> well, it's I saw I saw Sarah mention Sarah commented earlier and uh, saying that she listens to some of her kids' stuff or whatever and likes some of it. So I mean, I think that's where older folks are going to get into that a little bit more. I have a seven year old, so she's not quite picking her music yet. But I that's mean, cool. ultimately, ultimately, that's going to happen too. And I've seen people comment about that as well, that, you know, you're kind of watching your kids enjoy it. And it just, you kind of, you kind of like that just because you're seeing your kids enjoy it. So I feel like that's a place where people can, can do something. Yeah, Sarah saying Bruno Mars, that's, that's a, that's a guy with, with staying power too, for sure. If you ask me. Yeah. The guy's like, the guy's kind of a badass. I don't want to, I don't like to use the P word and I'll never use the P word again, but he's, he's a little similar to the purple guy. 
uh, where he just sort of finds a way to kind of make everything very, very, very catchy and good. Right. right. Uh, again, I don't want to compare them in any way like that. I'm no, but I see which is, it's a good non-comparison that you're making. Yeah, they're in, they're in the, they're in the, <laughs> he's lucky to be in that neighborhood. To be that was, that's a artist. huge compliment, but yeah. Yeah, dude, forget it. Uh, we got Aaron Jones from B Red. Uh, Sarah, thanks for commenting. Uh, Tammy as well. Um, Sherry as well. Congos and the, the Congos and see you, you folks. You guys are hip. Sorry, I don't, <laughs> I don't you know these are, people. You guys are freaking hip, man. I don't. <laughs> Again, I watched part two of History yesterday. <laughs> I don't really know if I'm the guy that needs to be talking about current music, but there's the good Congos stuff. and magic. Interesting. So listen, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, all right. So when it comes to new new heavy metal i i have dug um a lot of um avenged sevenfold stuff okay. um mm -hmm. i do like uh i like five fingers second album war is the answer and then everything after that not not at all um there's a couple new metal bands i like uh okay. is there a couple new college bands i have heard i don't know i i think i've mentioned 21 pilots um 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 god there's a couple uh there's a couple a couple songs that I've heard, and then when I've delved into that band's sort of catalog, I haven't loved the rest of them. So right. it's almost sort of like there's I maybe I'm being hit with something formulaic on the radio because I don't have satellite radio. I'm one of the only people who still listens to dial radio, even though I have buttons. Uh, I still listen to radio in my car. I don't have any. I don't even have a CD player. They're all stuck in my dashboard right now. <laughs> but um but I, I don't I don't have the luxury of any of that. So I still listen to what the airwaves produce. I could be a, a victim of all that. But even on the even on like hard rock stations, I'm not loving everything I'm hearing. That's um, true. That is it, true. It's just too weird for me, man. And and it so is. I try and get into it, but I don't I don't know. I don't well, know. I think it has a lot to do with what we were talking about though, with that and just the way that you're kind of we're we're, we're already kind of set, man. <laughs> it's kind of a set in your ways type of thing with music, I guess. But it has a lot to do with, you know just a, a young person's brain in general. That's how a lot of things yeah. are. We, we learn these things as, as when we're younger and our minds are in that, in that a bit has that ability and the time to really kind of do this and, and formulate the stuff that we really like and we want to listen to, which to me will not be Pooh Shiesty featuring Little Dark. <laughs> Tammy, um, the Foo Fighters. Let me tell you, the Foo Fighters Ooh. to me, Foo Fighters get grandfathered in with their attachment to Nirvana, so I don't call I don't I'm not going to call them new. And and for me, not new. As, much yeah, as, no. as, as much as I love that band, yes. my favorite album of theirs is still their debut album. It is Great. all very punk rock. It's just sort of like Boston's first album and, and Nine Inch Nails, where he just made the whole damn thing himself and then started hiring people. But right. um, they're a little they're still old. But I you know I think there's a but few that's bands another out one though right now. That's another one where I know it's it's the band, and there's a lot of great musicians in that band. They crossed it's all over. David Grohl is my point, though. It's yeah. like that is that all happens because of Grohl. No, nobody else in that band or management. But millennials or love him too. Millennials love him too. As much as we know, Dave Grohl's a badass. So does like a twenty year old kid right now. 
They're like yeah, Dave Grohl's. I don't, I don't know how many twenty-year-olds are going to even know that name if you say it. Anyway, I, I don't know. I think, think you'd be well, lucky if you got one or two out of ten that would even know the name. Foo Fighters, they would know. But if you say Dave Grohl, anyway, who the fuck are you talking about? You say lead singer Foo Fighters, like oh yeah. I, I feel like he's in the news all the damn time. I feel like that. He, what he, news just, though, bro? What news are you talking about, man? Blabbermouth. Watch the uh, same news <laughs> we watch, man. They ain't got a flipboard <laughs> or something. What the fuck, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like what's news anyway? Are you guys read news? That's whack. It's not like we watch Walter Cronkite all together every night anymore, like we did when we were a kid. There's a name no one will know. There's a chink in the armor. Yeah, we can go. We can go very old school. But we're not going to do that. Um, wait, what's Tammy saying? Tammy, don't get mad. I know Foo isn't new. That's such a, yeah, you're right. You're right. And 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 what's funny is that as an as a new older band. So if we want to start getting technical, well, they just did come one. out with a new album. They're an anomaly because they are they are, you know, they Nirvana got popular in our senior year of school. And then as we as we left and went on into the world, Nirvana got bigger and then Foo Fighters came from all that. So that's another one of those bands that's sort of in there, I believe, in the grunge end era that managed to last a very long time. And I I, I think I made fun of what people call grunge bands a long time ago, but I I no longer do. The the bands that are actually grunge like Mud Honey and anything anything that was on Sub Pop, I never really got into anyway. But I I, I, I say Soundgarden is hard rock. I say Nirvana is even hard rock. Um, uh, you know, Alice in Chains is definitely hard rock, heavy metal in some ways, blues in some ways. So I don't know, man. The labels again, those are industry driven. So right. we don't really you know, mumble rap doesn't seem like an industry term. Why would you want to sell that term? Um, but they bought it. They bought it hard. It's selling like a mother, man. I don't know about all that. That's that's. It's not my thing. Sorry, just doesn't do it. I know. It doesn't do it for me, man. I just. That's I don't know. Like, it's not. It's 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 just even the music. Like Tammy was mentioning earlier, she's still she's forty six and still likes to find new music, and that's fine. That's great. I mean, that, especially when you're pulling it out of all these different places, she finds like artists in Iceland or something like that. She does that all the time and listen to this and listen to that and. You know, and that's great. I think that's awesome that, you know, people are still able to do that um, later in life. Even, you know, they're, they're not just going to stick with their bread and butter music. They're going to want to hear and try to test out more music. And I'm always there to hear it. But it's very few and far between where I'm like, yep, I agree. I like that one. You know, that's a pretty I good can't. jam. And even when there is, it's like one or two songs. It's not like there, there's not much more beyond that. Like you said, when you dive into the catalogs, there's not a lot of depth to it. So once again, you've been able to hit what we used to call back in the day, a one hit wonder. And I mean, they don't even say that anymore because there's no albums anymore. There's no really, you know, radio anymore to see who gets the biggest radio play. So it's not about being a one hit wonder. There's plenty of musicians. That's all they have is one freaking hit. And they make a lot of money. They make a name for themselves and they market themselves on social media properly, which is what I wanted to get back real quick to Dave Grohl. He did that. Dave Grohl saw what was happening and he became, he made sure his band was a part of that, of the social media, uh, uh, you know, ascension. He made sure yeah. that his band was right there on top of all that, that in Instagram feeds and Facebook feeds. He had his music and commercials. He was doing things that he knew would help to be able to make people know who it, maybe not him, like we spoke about a minute ago, but who his band is. That's the type of stuff that you have to do today to be able to keep yourself current. You do have to actually promote yourself and keep yourself current in all means of social media, be it selling music or a podcast even. I mean, it's all about what's hot, what, what who's who you can get in front of. And then from there, like what kind of an audience can you keep with what you've now produced? Right. You know? 
that's a big deal right there uh right. we've got crystal join us recently right now ready red ryan maker folks if you want to go ahead and, and just let us know I, I asked this question before you popped up in here maybe maybe you were here the whole time um who is who is your favorite band from the last 10 years that's kind of what i'm getting at and, and you know ken is ken's been awesome he's always kind of this is what i can always count on you for too is being able to, re to do the research and find some scientific backing for this stuff because it's sort of like that question where everybody who works in food service why is it when you walk through a door you forget about um what it is that you went in there for well it's an event barrier once you go through that doorway you forget because when you were a kid everything that you had in a different room was a different memory and you forgot it and you learn don't go in mom's room go here blah 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 um but when it comes to music if it's what you're saying is it's, it's an alert it's a learned thing and it's something that we absorb in a, in a massive amount up into a specific age and then as you say then life starts happening and then we can no longer give a shit about who's on the radio anymore unless we happen to be partying one night or just listening you know people like us who are actually you know musicians or is or more apt to listen to music i think than a lot of people right but we're also probably more apt to criticize the shit of them as well well, that's true. Um, Arctic Monkeys we got from Sherry. Uh, I've, I've heard that name. I don't know. I think I've heard that one too, but I wouldn't be able to tell you anything from that one. But that's an interesting name. It sounds Are like a kick-ass movie. I would like an Arctic Monkey. That'd be a yeah. cool like, pet. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see that movie. It'd be badass. Arctic Monkeys <laughs> in a world. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think <laughs> it seems really cool. <laughs> so, so I also just wanted to really just kind of, just the very end of this, um, this Psychology Today article, uh, talking about the teen years being emotional time, just to kind of reinforce a little bit of that. You know, you that think? it mentions in there that the emotions we experience as teens seem more intense than what comes later. And strong <laughs> emotions make for strong memories and strong likes and dislikes, including the music we listen to. So those strong emotions are clearly related to the changes in the brain sensitivity to certain types of information during adolescence. Emotion signaled the brain that important events are happening, and the teen years are chock full of important social feedback about one's skills, attractiveness, status, desirability as a mate. So you know that that's the stuff that we're we're relating along with our music. And oh, I really like this girl, and oh, she told me I should listen to this song. Well, that song's going to be like the best song right now because this is your connection all of a sudden. So there, there's this kind of stuff really does kind of embed itself into you and i don't even know i'm sure while it's happening we're not even noticing it but it does happen and it does bring us back when we think about these things so at the end of the day i don't think there's anything wrong with parents not liking their kids music it's a it, it seems like it's like the natural order of things and ultimately um you know there can be times where people can relate to other types of music or some people maybe that didn't have as strong as an impression of music on their life when they were younger maybe would feel a little different about music as they got older as well so very interesting article i just just the psychological side of that That's that went beautiful. a little bit beyond just kind of what we were thinking just you know two 47 year olds that don't like today's music i think it's a smart thing to do as a parent right off the bat is to pay attention to what your kids are listening to it's going to give you a lot of insight to slang terminologies activities what they do what kind of weeds they're smoking you know there's a lot of stuff that you're going to be able to get out of that and I but think is it maybe... though i mean i don't know about that i'm sorry to interrupt you but i'm just saying this because I, now think back to what we were listening to i mean we had, yeah, we had I was telling use... us about suicide solution and they and there were even stories of people killing themselves to this music and stuff like that so but me i mean i was listening to all that and a lot of the 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 lyrics within megadeth metallica stuff like that some of that can get pretty 
pretty heavy and i always just loved it for the lyrical sense of what it was right but i, right, right, I right. was never looking in like, well, i'm not gonna kill myself well, and now I, my don't, I don't sucks, mean it so like that the, okay okay I, 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 i'm I, just I saying mean, if you, read, you looked at it that way you would think that though you'd be like oh my god what do you Maybe. see my kid's gonna he's kill himself literally. he's listening to suicide solution from ozzy yeah. this is no good and then in the news a kid actually did so listening to that i just meant it's it's a smart way i think you can stay hip and you can stay in the know of what things are you know, it's not gonna. You're certainly not gonna be able to get into the psyche of your kid's brain by listening to their fucking music because it's all right. it's all bullshit when we were growing up and it's all insane. And right. our parents thought I was crazy back then. But I don't know. I, I I think at the same time, it definitely. I think it's a smart way to stay in tune with your kids because if it, at the very least, if they're listening to music, that's a pretty cool thing. But t- today's today is supposedly the you know the more dangerous time. You know, we've got people going to schools with right. guns. You've got right? right. So this is the more dangerous time. But the music's yeah. not saying that per se, not like some of the stuff that was said in some of the music that we listened to. I mean, and there wasn't a lot of those things going on even back then. So it's like, it's almost like flipped. It's like, oh my God, the music is really bad. We can't do this. We're going to turn our kids into monsters. But there really wasn't many monsters. Now we've put so much into, into um, you know, censoring music and what gets said and what can get said that there's more of it now. So so obviously that experiment didn't work whatsoever. So it's, no. it's just, it, it's one of these situations where it's like, our the music what's being said is one thing okay people are you know kids are killing themselves because they're told to over social media or they're bullied over social media i mean you're seeing stuff like that happening and it's playing to something different than what music you're listening to i don't think that's really what it is anymore at the end of the day music should just appease to one thing and that's our ears and our sensory and 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 make us just feel like we want to feel from that music or not (laughs) we might feel i don't like this i could care less about that turn that crap off or turn it up we're all going to have a different kind of mindset based on what we like when we hear that music but that should be the only sensory to that it shouldn't be about you know those words you shouldn't be listening to that per se um because you can't believe that a kid's just going to go right out and do something that's said in a song right and they normally aren't again it's just it's expression and and for and and asking anybody to take any of that shit literally is just asking for trouble uh again if you took anything literal from kiss uh, you would be very confused anyway. You would realize right away, though. You would realize right away that anytime they said love or kiss, it usually meant the F word or they were talking about their penis. Wait, uh, I have I have texted Bob at least 20 times in the last 10 years or so just with lyrics from a kiss song for me to be able to understand better. What does he mean yeah. by this? I'll send, boom, he's got the answer. So if you ever need the answer to any of it, he knows it. <laughs> there is a code. There's a code there somewhere. There is. There is. <laughs> Uh, Sherry says we had two left crew in NWA. We can't say shit about. But that's Century. what started. Good point, Sherry. Right. But that's what started it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's when the, the, the really the government got into it. Even and thanks to else them, got into we it. can't right. say shit about that's it. That's right. That's I'm glad you pointed that out because that's exactly why they can't really do that anymore. And and the, the, the precautions that have been put into place to try to keep the, that kind of music at least out of the mainstream. I know it still exists. People still make it, and kids still find it, but. And they, my point is, it just didn't freaking matter, is my point. Right. It's just, it's music, man. If, if a kid is dumb enough to take his life from lyrics in a song, then, I mean, that's natural selection, man. I'm sorry, dude. You just, you got to be able to know better. That's not, that's not what you do. That's a bad decision. Yeah, something was going to happen, you know, irregardless. Right. It wasn't the, the song. Where 
Not just like it was with the kid with the, the suicide solution. When that whole story came back out, if you even look at it today, it had nothing to do with the damn song. You know, at the end of the day, it didn't. You know, that kid had yeah. much more serious issues. And if he wanted to place it there, he could. But that that's not the reason why. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard some a lot of like like I've said, we you know we're exposed to a lot of new music. I think because you know you've got you've got a little kid, and you'll be exposed to a lot of new music. Uh, throughout the course of your Yay. life, unfortunately for you, but hopefully it's off of uh, off the path of Barney and more on the path of uh, something a little bit more. Dude, I got my wife listening to new music all the time, so it's constant here anyway. I'm already getting it because I hear her music constantly. It's what plays every night when we eat dinner. She tries to put the nice. rock portion of it on. She gives me like a playlist of stuff that I can nice. listen to at least. A lot of Foo Fighters in there, I'll say that. Good gosh, man. Yeah, well, Foo Fighters, it, that's another one of those bands, like some people say they don't like them, and you just you start rambling off songs that are like, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> like, they just so they what, really... Sorry to interrupt you. I was just reading what Crystal wrote down there about her niece being bullied in school for a month, kept it a secret, and she committed suicide. That is, let me tell you, that's something right there that, you know, really talks to about about what bullying can do and how serious kids feel at that, you know, at that age and how malleable their minds are to what other people are saying. That's that's very sad. Very sorry to hear that. And that that's it's terrible that those types of things happen. It breaks my heart when I see my my little girl bullied by other girls, you know, in the neighborhood that are older than her and whatnot. And I mean, it's just part of what goes on. But it's just how extreme does it get? It's so hard to know and tell. And and that's a shame right there. It's, Thank you for it's, sharing that, Chris. Yeah, I want to. I kind of wanted to make sure that went up there. I I, I find it odd some of the things that stick. Uh, and, and, you know, when it comes to the throwaway culture of what's going on now, uh, the fact that YouTube is more of a, like a television set than what we assumed it was when we were when we first started seeing it. We just, just thought it was this application on a computer, but it's an eyeball into the world because you can just connect anything to it. Um, right. and, and that's kind of a scary thing. And so then with all that becomes judgment and all these other things, I think maybe that might have something to do with why some. Uh, there's been a little bit of a halt in the music, but I still believe the fact that there is no record industry or no massive record industry to push uh, uh, a media, a medium, whether whether it be disc or MP4, whatever the case may be, everyone's already sharing music for free. I don't know if there's any way to get away from that ever again. I don't know right. if there's any way to make money <clears throat> selling uh, copies of your music, considering anybody can make a copy of it and sell it. So. Um, you know that's kind of that may be something that was going on as well where maybe maybe you're seeing so many new bands because bands just can't stick around anymore right i definitely agree with that and that, look you know that's why we were talking about before the show as well um about what we talked about a little bit during the show is also for bands that are going to have that staying power and be able to be here for a long time so from night from 2000 let's say let's go 20 years it's from year 2000 and then from 1980 to 2000 or 70 let's say the older stuff where name give me three names all right bob you, you give me three names of anyone that is prior to 2000 and that have big names big staying power names and then three after 2000 and if you can even name three after 2000 you mean that but you so you want me to hear three that got big before 2000 and three that got big after 2000 right the ones that like would have that staying power to be a 20 30 year type of band or group that you know would, saying, be, just before 2000 I'll, those are easy obviously yeah <laughs> before well, is easier 
we'll go with two piano people, like say Billy Joel and Elton John, and then let's throw uh, Metallica in there. Before. Okay. See, that was easy. So after 2000, uh, uh, well, I, it, a band that I don't really love, I think Linkin Park can be in there, right? Okay. Um, but again, let's not go too. I understand he committed suicide, but no, no, I Howard, get it. Yeah. It still right. would have been a thing with them. I think they might have still been around. No, no, I agree. And um, they, again, a fusion band. Another reason why I think the staying power is there for a band like that. So I like that. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I can't come up with any more. I don't think, man. Um, I was gonna, you know, no, I was gonna <laughs> Jamiroquai. I'm just kidding. I don't know. There's just not a lot of. <laughs> I like Jamiroquai. Just, what happened to that guy? I, I actually just, like that guy. That guy was actually me. pretty cool. Man. I know. That, that I said that not as a joke. I have that. I'm glad uh, you picked that up. I said, <laughs> I say that not as a joke, man. We need, we need more of that uplifting. <laughs> we need more Jamiroquais, man. Good shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I guess you're right. After the after 2000 thing, and it, does that correlate directly with the crash of the record industry? Because not, I mean, uh, that's. Even beyond that, though, you're right. I mean, that's part of it. But again, it's the musicians. It's the staying power of music. If you can make music to where it's going to want, you're going to come back, you're going to come back, you're going to come back, you'll have it, you know? I mean, for me, I could name three. I could use your name. I could use your name. We'll just go with Bob. I'll give you three Bobs, you know? Dylan, Seeger, and Marley. I mean, there you go. There's three Bobs that are going to be better than anything that's out there today. Easily. That's crazy. So, so, so leaving that, I think the ones you would look at would be ones we mentioned a little bit today. Of bands that could continue. Oh, Taylor Swift, she's going to do it. She's going to. I'll do going. yours. I'll do yours. Kenny Rogers. Ah, you're going to do Ken. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Right. Kenny G. And Kenny Loggins. There we go. Hey man, three Kennys right there, man. They're all, all crushing it. And then sure. it would be Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, and probably Justin Bieber, if you ask me. I think the three of them can continue to market themselves, sell themselves, and stay enough into the mainstream. I mean, look at Bieber. Even he was. Bieber was hot because like a lot of girls loved him. It was a look, first of all. Obviously, the music's the music, but. That thing kind of flew out there and did their thing, but he'll be able to market himself continuously and do that. He's still in the top 40 now, even though he's taken more of a backseat to some other bands, but Bieber could do it. Taylor Swift could do it. And I think Bruno Mars, as you mentioned earlier, I think those guys could all do it um, right there, you know, and, and but, but those three don't come anywhere close to my, my three Bobs, right? Seeger, Seeger, maybe not. not everybody knows, but Bob Dylan and Bob Marley are two of just like, Come on, man! Some of the greatest musicians ever, right there, and they're and those are those are just bobs, dude. Dude, let me tell you, man. There's I love I, Seekers, I, I, the the beautiful thing is that we were we were able to see the end of the '60s, the the, the explosion right. of the '70s, the creation of the '80s, the '90s. It, it's 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 kind of amazing the time we lived in, and and this isn't this show is not even a complaint. I tell you right now, if I don't understand music for the rest of my life, it will not matter. <laughs> I have so much music that I love from the time that I've been alive, from the time that I was able to enjoy music, play music, understand music, uh, create music, all the way to this point in my life. I, I could never have another band cross my path ever again and be completely fine with that. Man. It's yeah. I, I think I think our generation is just... I understand we probably would like to have been born or or, or grew, grown up during a specific generation, but man, what we were growing up with is amazing, man. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. I definitely agree. I mean, obviously we're biased. We grew up during that time. I would think that there are some people, you know, that don't feel that way of when they grew up and they they weren't into their music like that. So I'd, I'd like to believe it's not just that everybody would say that, um, but I truly do believe that you're, just as you said, being able to kind of usher out of the classic rock and the and the music of the 60s and the 70s um, into kind of the fusion that we saw into the 80s, 
and then finally into the 90s where we really saw hip-hop come up strong to, to kind of contend with rock and even surpass rock into the 2000s. And then to watch that, you know, the 2000s where it was the Snoop Dogs and the and, and, and the Dre's and everybody like that turning into now, you know, the, the P. Diddy's and the Kanye's and then that turned into the 50 cents and, and hip-hop just kept kind of going. But then people started listening to more Taylor Swift than they were listening to 50 Cent. So that ascension started to take off and it broke away a lot of what the popular music was. Because for a while in the early you know, 2000s, hip hop was today's music. That was the top 40 music. You'd go right. through the top 40 and it was going to be all hip hop artists. You know, hip hop was king. So just like, you know, rock was king kind of in the in the 80s and into alternative stuff of it, into the 90s. So these are the types of things. I had a conversation in the 90s with an employee of mine who was big and all the new hip hop kept bringing stuff in. First time I ever heard of Kanye and Eminem and all this stuff. And, you know, before they were big at all, man, this kid was all into that stuff. And I was a rock guy, so we'd always listen to classic rock in our store. But, you know, after we shut down, closed the doors, he put some of that in. And, you know, I got into it a little bit, listened to it. He said, this is bigger than rock. You know, it's going to be bigger than rock, he said. I'm like, it might be, but it's going to be a limited time. You know, <laughs> this will last forever. I'm like, no, it's going to go in and out. People will like it, and then it'll go again. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I'm, I'm proud to say I said that in my 20s, and I was right in my 40s. It pretty much did exactly that. But that's not a premonition. That's that's life. That's a, that's the way these things go. Things are going right. to come in, yeah, and we're yeah, going to yeah. have fads even within music. So so the social experiment that we're still is underway and has been so since the you know mid late 90s uh, to now with information processed the way it is. Kids are now old enough to know only know that to only know of information processing this way, to be able to hear music just with a click of a button, whatever you want to hear. What are you talking about, Bob? Who's, who's the Temptations? You know, boom, pop in the Temptations. Could be the first time that kid's ever heard that song before, but maybe it means something a little bit different, you know? And, and I see that with my niece, who said she went 12 years old or so, she liked that new music, but then she's like, oh, it all sounds the same now. Even to a millennial, I heard this, and that might just be this one girl, but she tells me she likes to kind of go back and listen to some older stuff, and she wants to hear a little bit more of what was you know what there was before and you can do that today it's so easy you don't have to go and spend your money on an album right. of somebody that you just got i just want to see if i like this you're not going to do that you just pop it in anywhere and just listen to whatever you want old new and in between and i think that the fact that the kids have that today is spectacular but does that play into why there's no one big artist anymore because it's so diluted like i said and spread out to what kids like that you really can't just have that one big artist per se well, I think big music will go uh, as the industry goes. So since the industry does not go as big as it used to go, what they have to do now is ride a wave. So they're riding a wave of this mumble rap stuff. They're riding a wave of the- fuck is mumble the, rap? You said that three times. I don't even know what mumble rap is. I'm imagining it's rap that you don't understand, which is most of all rap for me. Uh, that's like all of them. I won't say that, actually. There is, there's plenty that I dig. That, that's, that's part of what I like about rap is when you can understand what they're saying and the lyrics are cool. You know what I mean? Listen, <laughs> I, I, lived in, I lived in Texas during Swisher House, during uh, during the time when they were drinking lean like crazy and like I knew all that. That's screw. There was a reason why they did that. There was a okay. the, the mumble rap stuff that's out right now is just repetitive words meth. over and over and meth. over and over. That's why Listen, you talk I, like that because it's too I much wish, meth. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish at least meth would give you a little pep in your step. These folks, in fact, it, it's just not upbeat. But again, I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just saying. Uh, if they're they're gonna the I record am. companies if there's gonna be a record company that's gonna produce you or put your shit out, they know that you're gonna last a year, maybe two. 
So they're going to push you as hard as you can. You're going to, they're going to make you a millionaire and them a billionaire. And they're going to do the same thing to the next person. Boom. Over and right. over and over. Right. It's I a much you. more disposable industry right now than it was right. a long time ago. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I think and that I think could that be a part of it. All of this, right. That that's kind of just one cog in all of this to where music is today and stuff. But yeah, I mean, look, it all comes back to kind of what we're talking about and what was mentioned about what we're going to listen to. And I think most people are going to always have that comfort, at least the comfort part with music, with stuff that they were listening to when they were younger. That yeah. to me, I feel like mm -hmm. unless they've had some other major event in their life with a family member or someone they love and they correlated certain music to it, those events, those big events are always going to kind of be where we're going to we're going to keep the music close to our hearts. Do you have any um, do you have any tickets to concerts coming up in the next uh, year? Yes, I do have some tickets. I'm actually flying out to Colorado in August All right. to see the Black Crows at Red okay. Rocks, which I'm and what else? stoked about. Um, what else do I have tickets to? Um, tickets for 2022. Um, saying what else is in 2021? I'm going to see Dr. Brian as he does his uh, his show down here August 14th at the South okay. Bay uh, Cultural Arts Center. You got to check that out. A bunch of Steely Dan covers. So, um, right. but I don't know. Man, my other music is 2022. Man, I got the Doobie Brothers. I got that uh, Motley Crue, Poison, all those old rockers. That are doing that. <laughs> Okay. See, this is this is my point. This is my point. Uh, I, I say the next uh, the next next concert I'm going to see is I'm going to see Primus play uh, Rush. Um, oh, oh, I heard about this. I heard about farewell, this. farewell to King. They were going to do this last uh, year, right? They pushed this, right? right? Yes, yeah, they pushed dude, it away. That's and awesome. Then we've got third row tickets to Bill Burr, and we've got third row tickets to George Lopez. Uh, and I think Circle Jerks are going to do group sex in its entirety. So here's wow. the funny thing: the uh, amount of tickets that you would, statement. I love it. Everything all the you just bands said. that you, all the bands that you and I are going to see, along with all of the comedians that you and I might be going to see this year, are all from our youth. All of them <laughs> were around back then. Uh, we true. didn't mention one freaking band. Uh, we are we are not going to see other than Doctor Brian, but, but although yeah. Doctor Brian is playing Steely Dan music, which is from the sixties. Although 70s. I really I really would love to go see that dude. I'm a massive. Oh. I, I I kick myself for not being able to see Steely Dan before yeah. uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, before Becker died. Right. Uh, I I don't know. I, I I you know I said that about Petty too. Whatever. That's my cross to bear. I guess mm -hmm. at this point. There's you a should lot check of it out. I like, got some of it on YouTube too. It's called "Do It Again." Is that it's what they're doing? It's uh, which is from one of their songs, obviously Steely Dan song. But that's that's uh, it's really really cool, man. It, it sounds great. The musician, the music is spectacular with it as well. Of course, the guitar Doc, rips. Doc Bryan is has a way of pissing me off when I watch him play because it's almost as if he's just he's smiling and his fingers are doing. He makes that shit look so easy. And 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 like I tried to play guitar. Guitar was the first thing I picked up. I got so angry with it that uh, I switched to cello, which I actually excelled in, uh, and then stand-up bass. But I became a drummer out of necessity because I was just and hated theory. But that's when <laughs> that's when Doc that's when Doc Brian just started diving into theory. Right, and was right. Like, I'm learning all of this shit. <laughs> we would ride our bikes by his house. He's up yeah, that, that two-story. That one wind light on all night. Just. Guitar, that's guitar, why he's guitar. crushing. That's why he's crushing Steely Dan. As he should be, right with no problem at all, too. They sound great. At, at any rate, guys, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us. Everybody who was who was able to hang out with us and talk with us in the chat portion: Crystal, uh, Tammy, Brandon, Sherry. Uh, who else do we have up here? Uh, the rest of you guys. Thank you so much for at least taking a couple moments out. This was sort of a subject that we thought about as we do, you know, twenty four hours before the show starts. 
uh, we think of something to talk about. But believe me, when uh, there's no shortage of burning desires uh, in uh, the brains of myself and Ken Man. So although this was probably an easy one to talk about, I still don't know that we answered anything um, other than we're old and we're not going to listen to Lincoln Park much longer in our life. And uh, a lot of the stuff that is well, not live. new. <laughs> Anyway, guys, we will see you next week. What's next week's episode? We don't know, uh, but we'll figure it out sometime before then. So uh, you guys take care and uh, take care of each other. Be well. Yeah.